Welcome to an episode of Meeting of the Gold Mines, a brand new podcast hosted by a group of degenerates who all root for the only professional basketball team in Los Angeles that's worth talking about. <laughs> we'll talk about the good, the bad, and the really fucked up shit. We do things differently on this podcast. Don't worry, we will cover all things Lakers. We'll have your analytics, we'll talk salary cap, we'll talk about the rookies, the old guys, and even the front office. We're also going to talk pop culture, music, film, and if it's a funny story, even some politics. But our goal is to always make this shit entertaining. So like the late great Dr. Buss used to say there in all those nights in the forum club, it's showtime bitches. Yo, 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 yo. It is episode 14 of Perp- of Meeting of the Goldmine. Shit, you think I would know this shit by now? No, it is episode 14, Meeting of the Goldmines. You guys know me. I am Born Rebel, a.k.a. Zen. And I think we got a good one for you today. Preseason is here. I believe, what, there was like 185 days or something in that vein between um or 135 days it was over 100 days folks long enough but we finally got laker basketball uh we are recording this on sunday evening so by the time that you listen to this we would have played two preseason games but look as of saturday night laker basketball was back and let's get into it i got two of my pgm brothers with me today i got the ball mojito mr tony you can find him on the twitter at ball mojito yes he loves a good time and it's always happy hour with him tony what's up brother what's on your pgm um bro nothing much i'm kind of grateful that we're here um i'll be honest i'm 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 pretty I'm I'm not a news kind of guy, but I but I will say like there's some rough news out there and just just um just wanted to take a moment and say like you know uh yeah um it's 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 valuable to basically be with with fam it's it's valuable to be with with friends it's valuable to spend this time like sometimes it seems unfortunate that certain situations happen and. If anything, I would like for tomorrow to be to to bring peace, if if possible, or to bring some sort of just a happy resolution. But in but in the meantime, I'm healthy. Hope you guys are healthy. We're getting this season rolling, so in my PGM, it's just thanking God and yeah, and and moving forward. So yeah, it, yeah, you know. Um... You know, it's just crazy because there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of stuff going on right now, um, especially in uh, the Middle East. And look, really don't give a fuck about what side you're on uh, in this conflict. At the end of the day, people are dying. The people that didn't wage war, you know, you know, children are dying, women are dying, men are dying. Folks that just wanted to go to a concert, you know. Like I've been to many concerts. I work in the music industry, um, and 
to just want to go and have a good time. Excuse me. Even the dogs are pissed about what's happening in the Middle East. But uh, yeah, just to want to be able to have a good time and then, you know, you know, um, not to be able to make it home. So look, at the end of the day, no matter what side you're on on this, really don't give a shit. A lot, people are losing their lives. Hopefully we can achieve some peace. And, um, you know, those who those who have the power to escalate a situation hopefully they can look at the one that saves the most uh most lives that's what that's all that matters in this um so yeah normally don't you know um begin our podcast on the somber note but hey we don't duck the smoke it's something that's going on in the world and as much as this is a basketball driven related content platform hey there's more important shit going on in the world. So, yeah, hold on to your loved one side. I got another one of our um, PGM brothers uh, with me today. You can find him at, at RetroD3X. We are in preseason mode, but he is always in playoff mode. What's up, brother? How you doing? What's on your PGM, man? Hey, what's going on? Um Definitely not nearly as important of a topic, but, um, you know, happy to, uh, you know, obviously y'all know I'm a huge uh, Cincinnati Bengals fan and we've been struggling, especially on offense. Um, Joe Burrow has not looked like himself. And so um, today they got the victory over the Cardinals and for the first time look like uh, the team that we all know and love. Or that I know and love. We're super, super excited about that. Yeah, and you know what? I will say we are Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals fans because look, man, look, okay, I've been struggling. I've been struggling these last few weeks. You know, it's week five of the NFL season. I've been struggling with my yeah. uh, fantasy football team. We got the the PGM fantasy football league going right now. I'm one and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on Sunday night. But by the time you listen to this recording, folks. I will be two and three because <laughs> Mr. Jamar Chase, he yes. dropped 50, 50 dropped points. He had three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Was it like a hundred? Well, he had a hundred and what, 80 something yards. What, what, how Hold many on. yards he finished with? Let me get the exact number. He had, please give me the exact number. Uh, he actually set a record for receptions. Um, he had 15 receptions, 192 yards and three touchdowns. Exactly. So yes, folks. And then guess what? Uh shout out to Vin Smoke. I just beat the shit out of you. Uh, uh so yes, I hope you listen to this. Um, Tony, we're gonna make a video. Yeah, but and here's the here's the crazy part. I'm up right now by like 50 something points. All of his players played, and I got Devontae Adams. Ooh. I got Devontae Adams and the Raiders kicker on deck for tomorrow. So yeah, I'm good. Vince Mo, uh, happy belated mercy? birthday, man. What? I said you gonna show him some mercy, or are you, you gonna pull it on? Some... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that mercy thing, we don't, we don't do that here. Um, <laughs> so no, no. It's a, it's a. Yesterday was his birthday. I gave him a birthday present. Oh, nice. Just okay. smacked the shit out of him. So, yeah, happy belated birthday to the one and only Vin Smoke, man. Shout out. Uh, he is definitely one of our PGM supporters. And you know what? 
he will be on the podcast sooner than later, uh, talking some shit with us. He is the Julius Randall stand. Just want to let yeah. folks know that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's what was on our PGM. We got some serious stuff. We got some fun stuff. Um, but we got Laker basketball. Um, so I, but you know, the NBA preseason started, right? The NBA preseason started and I, and something happened at the, cause the first preseason game was on Thursday. It was the, um, it was the Abu Dhabi game, uh, or the game in Abu Dhabi, uh, with, um, uh, Mavericks and Timberwolves. Yeah. They played two games out there. Um, Mavericks, they're going to have to figure it out. Both teams are going to have to figure it out. But it's not really about the games that I'm really interested in. So I want to add, and it's something I want to ask you guys on the podcast, right? So Steve Harvey and Michael B. Jordan, they ran into each other, right? There's like pictures Ooh. and video of them running into each other at the game. Now, for Damn. folks that don't know, Michael B. Jordan was with Steve Harvey's daughter, Lori. Uh, was it Lori oh, Harvey okay. for about a year? So pretty much you have you pretty much Michael B. Jordan ran into his like ex-in-law, right? Just for the sake of conversation, we're gonna say in-law. But so you saw his ex-in-law at a basketball game. So I wanted to ask you guys, all right, where's the most uncomfortable place you think it would be to see a former in-law? Man, oh man. Um, you want the PG answer, or you want like uh? Like no, 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 no. There's nothing PG about us, no, except PG. Only PG we recognize is the purple and gold. So no, <laughs> unfiltered fam. Probably the swingers party. I would imagine that'd probably be the most uncomfortable place to see him. Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I didn't even think Wow. Wow. And you know what? I have I ain't gonna lie. I want what I, I do have an ex. And her mom was fine as fuck. Mm-hmm. So just oh <laughs> say, hey. Like, like like uh well we're both here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tony, what about you, man? Most uncomfortable place to see. A former in-law. Probably church. If I'm being honest. Uh, just. <laughs> okay. Like, here's the thing. If if you're Catholic or you're, you're Christian. Like, church is your moment of, like, there's no, there's no bad words. There's nothing that, like, should be any weird vibes any and yeah that would be pretty bad oh yeah sure. because like that would be like you would say like oh uh, it's supposed to be your safe haven so like yeah uh, yeah <laughs> I, I i don't know that that or now that yeah i again my my track record in terms of in-laws is very limited like i, I was lucky enough to find the one Good for you. I'll just say this for the rest of us heathens. If you are in church and someone in the building is wishing that you go to hell, you need you probably did some fucked up shit in your life. Just saying. 
So, but that doesn't apply to Tony. He found his early. Uh, good for him. Uh, but yeah, hey, we got some other shit to talk about. Well, uh, Lakers first preseason game last night, Saturday night. Uh, we were all hyped about this. Uh, Twitter was hyped. Uh, yeah, we was all hyped about this. Um, it was against the Warriors. It was against the Golden Aged Warriors, as I would like. I will be calling them until they get rid of Chris Paul. Um, but look, first preseason preseason game. It was at the Chase Center in San Francisco, so home game for the Warriors. We did lose 108 to 125. And but you know what? I'm not here to overreact. You know, we're we're gonna talk about it. I think it's the end of the world, you know. Um, but I wanted, you know, guys, let's talk about it. let's get into it. What were your takeaways from the game? Tony, you wanna go first? Uh sure. <laughs> so my takeaways is that you can definitely see the culture, like just saying, like the Warriors culture compared to the Lakers culture. Like, there's some credit to be had, like the offense that the Warriors are running. Like they're they're very like this. They run the motion option uh, offense. They like the ball doesn't stick as much, and if they were playing more organized basketball. They were playing very poised. Lakers, in my opinion, like they just looked like a bunch of players that were stat they were slapped together and be like, here, here's the ball. Like there was a lot of like it had like a lot of pickup basketball vibes. Um necessarily there's a lot of positives to be had. Like we saw a lot of power forward AD, which we haven't seen in a long time. We saw his three point shot, which we haven't seen in a long time. Like 2020. So that's good to 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 see. Hayes and AD, that combo actually looks interesting. And Hayes by himself, like he actually looked like he belongs. Um, Rui showed that he's a little rusty, but to a certain point, he produced. Um, Vando, his outside outside shot was like he was knocking him again. So, other than that, it's this is preseason, so there's not a lot to really take away per se, but. There's a lot of good to take away from it. I still would have liked to win because you kind of instill like, hey, the process of playing some organized basketball here in the year like would would go a long way, especially for the second and third strings. But it didn't really happen, and a lot of that had to do with you know with Jalen Hood being a rookie. I liked his I like his game. I don't particularly like the nervousness that he was playing, he looked he looked like a little rookie. Like, he just looked a little out of place. And and there's a rookie, what's what's his name? Um, What's the rookie's name for the Warriors? Uh, oh, you're talking about Pods, Pods, whatever? You know he got uh, yeah. his own Muse account Brandon. already. He, he's got his own what? Muse. You know the Muse accounts on Twitter? Oh, God. Those yeah, he got his own music account already. Oh yeah, he's there's, a rock. Is there a Max Christie music account? I kind of want to <laughs> see if there is a Max Christie music account because he was. And, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just saying, like, and talking Lakers, Max Christie was 
what we yeah. need. Like as a shooting yeah. guard, as a backup shooting guard, he displayed poise. He commanded where he wanted in space. Like if he wanted to pick his spots, he would he would basically command to do it. Like he he had the skill set to kind of pick his spots. Fit, like his three point shot was was still good. Fifteen points. I'm just saying, like, eh, I think we got a good one in, in Max Christie. I think that other than Cam Reddish, who could surplant him, but what we saw from Cam Reddish was not good. It's the first preseason game. I wouldn't put any stock into saying that Cam is, isn't good. I think Matt, uh, Cam is a great player. I just feel like he needs to let, like, he needs to let Darvin Ham, he needs to let the coaching staff kind of mold him to a specific role. Like, I feel like Cam Reddish can do a little bit of everything, but I think he needs a very reduced role, a very re- like here is your role, this is your job. Take away some of the stuff like you don't need to bring up the ball, you don't need to like just spot up shoot, just you know defend at a high level, and I think those two things will go a long, long way. Now, could he do more? Of course, but I think you gotta like reel him in and be more more specific. At least that's what I saw from game one. Um, other than that, um, I never seen a player get five fouls and foul out, out of a preseason game. So kudos to Prince. Shout out like, to Shout out to uh, Prince. Like that's a first for me. Like I, I don't remember to be honest. I was like, damn. Yo, this is not even yeah. summer league. This is like a preseason game. This, this, this is legit like an NBA game to a certain point. It's like fouled out like that. Like, yo. Um other than that, uh, who else? From the Warriors side, I will say they need Kaminga. They need that version of Kaminga. They need that yeah. version of Kaminga to be successful because he looked yeah. like he was prime ready. He looked like a like a like a prime Iguodala at a certain point. Like yeah, yeah. Just saying, like they need that. So yeah, that's that's yeah. my takeaway. Um, playoff. What's your takeaway from the game? Um. Echo some of the same thoughts that Tony had. I mean, the bright spots for me, AD looked like an all-world, you know, player. Um, um, your favorite player, D'Lo, uh, showed up and played really well. Um, he, I think the thing for me that was most surprising, and I don't know just because you're playing the Warriors, but he just looked like he was really decisive and aggressive and wanting to get to the rim. And that's something that, you know, we kind of begged for, um, especially with the way the last season ended against the Nuggets. Um, it's like if his shot wasn't falling, his mid-range shot or the three, he wasn't able to have an impact on the game any other, you know, um, any other way. And so um, people say he looked physically different. I didn't necessarily notice that, but if if he is much more aggressive with getting to the rim and and improves his ability to finish at the rim, that that puts the Lakers in a um in a, in a much more favorable position um as far as the season goes. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, man, you know the Cam Reddish experiment so far. Uh, it got off to a rough start. There's been a lot of conversations about who the backup shooting guard will be or you know, specifically him versus Max Christie and who's going to come out on top of that. And um, Cam Reddish did not uh, start off on a good foot. Um, Actually ended up getting injured in the game, uh, tweaked his right ankle, it looked like. 
Um, hoping for a speedy recovery. I haven't really heard anything about about the injury other than that. Um, but yeah, like Tony said, I mean, uh, I didn't really see a lot of um, offense being ran. Um, it just seemed like the players were just kind of taking turns, you know, um, taking, you know, trying to get their own shots, especially when Christian Wood was out there. If it looked like he was just trying to, I don't know, like I, he was just trying to get as, as many shots up as he could, it, it looked like to me. So, um, yeah, he's in the contract. Well, well, we yeah. did sign him for two years. But. Oh, it is a two year. Okay, gotcha. So it's a so it's a two year, but it's it's he still has a player like they're all Torian Prince, Christian Wood. So he's in a contract he year. He, yeah, this is a contract year. This is the same type of deal that Malik Monk and others like even um Dennis Schroeder like those. If they have the opportunity, this is just you should consider them a one year rental. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So if they can opt out, they will if they have a good a good enough season. Um, and I think with LeBron not being out there and, and with Austin not being out there, it definitely takes away a lot of the um, the form of what we do. And that's why you saw, you know, a lot of freestyling out there. Uh, I am intrigued by the defensive pairing of um, Jackson Hayes and AD, and obviously we'll we'll see what that continues to look like. Um, one thing I will say I was really surprised by, we ended up actually shooting – 38% from three um, without, you know, uh, Braun or Austin on the floor, which, you know, that definitely kind of took me by surprise. Um, you know, we, we, we seem to struggle with our shooting quite a bit, especially from three last year. So if that's something that actually becomes the norm, our ability to shoot that high from, from three, then that bodes well for the season. Um, but yeah, just uh, ultimately just excited to see the, the purple and gold back on the floor again. Um, dumb, you know, huge, you know, huge amount of, you know, overreactions on the timeline, especially on Twitter. But that's just, you know, how things go being a Laker fan. That, that's just Twitter. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, we're all excited watching the game uh, for the, you know, Lakers to be back. Uh, my takeaways from the game, uh, and, you know, we're going to get to the highlights, we're going to get to the low points in a minute. But, um, I think one when it comes to D'Lo, he did he was the yes I am the D'Lo hater okay <laughs> yes I am I'll, I'll own it he he did look good individually as when it comes to being decisive like you said playoff if it was if he's going to shoot a jumper if he was going to be aggressive and attack the rim he was decisive I'm cool great. Where I would hope for some improvement was as the playmaker, um, you know, as, as the playmaker. It was like, okay, but I'm not criticizing him. It's the first game. It was a very sloppy game. Like, that whole game was like a long-ass episode of Shaq, Shaq and the Fool. Okay? It was. It was a sloppy yeah. game. It was, for sure. It was a sloppy game. So, so It really was, is, yeah. Yeah, so D'Lo... Yeah, would I want to see him, um, you know, improve on the playmaking uh, perspective? Absolutely. What do you, look, what do you want him to improve though? Um, because you just say running play, the offense. you say playmaking, but he had five assists. He actually led the team in assists. Okay, here's okay. So, like, what what so, type of playmaking are, are you looking for? This is the part where I would say, and you yeah. know what? 
let's talk about the low point. Let's... Okay, so so when AD wasn't on the floor, we looked discombobulated. Yeah, like we looked just like we didn't have a system. We didn't know we didn't have any set plays. It was okay, guys. Uh, this tonight, like okay, you remember Coach Carter? Remember the movie Coach Carter? You remember how? Um, that first, I don't know if you guys remember the first game. It was just like, okay, look, you're just going to outrun the first team. Don't worry about shots. Don't worry about like, you know, plays. You're just going to outrun the uh, the first team. You're going to outrun the other team. And I guarantee you, by the fourth quarter, you'll still be ready to go and they will be completely out of breath. And that's when you're going to strike. It just seemed like we were just building up endurance yesterday. We had, it just seemed so disorganized. Like there was no rhythm, there was no two man game, there was no like it just to me that's the part where it was just like okay, if we don't have Austin, we don't have Braun, um, then when AD's not on the court, I'm expecting D'Lo to fill in that role of being say okay, guys are in the right positions. It just we just seem completely disorganized and then. In something like that, there's two people to blame. There's the coach, yeah. and then there's – I would look at the point guard first. Um, now, speaking of Darvin Ham, before the game, half an hour before the game, they released – the Lakers released the lineup, the starting lineup. First of all, red flag. Like, what the fuck? Uh, here we go again. Here we go again with the, with the bullshit uh, backcourt. We put our start starting um, lineup yesterday, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just going off the top of the dome. We had D'Lo at the one. We had yeah. Dave Vincent at the two. Yeah. Um, what we had the, um, AD at the five, and what we had what Rui and Vando. Yep, correct. Yeah, so we had Rui and Vando at the three and the four. AD at the five. Like now, Torian Prince, he played like shit. Okay, Tony spoke about all the fouls. Like, like he was he he must have thought he was playing Grand Theft Auto, like with the with the amount of fouls. But uh, why not put Torian Prince at the at the two? Why not even now? Even though I say fuck them kids and I'm not about this youth movement, why not put Max Christie at the two? Like, like I I don't get why are we starting why are we starting off with two point guards like. It just seemed like the worst lineup that we could put out there. Um, guys, what were your thoughts on that starting lineup? Yeah, I <clears> – it's funny. Before, Like, after the starting lineup was announced, I saw Tony's tweet, like, talking about, like, oh, like, I can't believe this. I'm like, you know, like, I felt like, oh, he – I was like, I feel like maybe he's being a bit harsh about it. But then after actually watching the game and seeing – because basically what happened was with him putting Gabe Vincent in the starting lineup, that forced JH, JHS in the backup role. And so, I mean, we all saw how rough he looked. I mean, he looked as, as every every bit of a rookie. I mean, he's a he's a rookie for sure. So, I mean, he, there's going to be growing pains, and you could you could visibly see that. So, I, I definitely feel it would have made more sense, especially with how, you know, the way Max played in summer league and um, even in the game yesterday, you saw how poised he was. And so I think it would have made much more sense. And 
you know, I feel like one thing, and you know, we've we've had these discussions before, like the the one hole I feel like we we potentially have is our point of attack defense at the guard position. And, you know, Max prides himself on his defense. So if he's able to fill that role, obviously that'll be that'll be great for us. And so I think it would have made a lot more sense to have, you know, Max in there at the two. And then you could have slotted Gabe into his backup point guard role. And, you know, JHS could have gotten his minutes, but not as not as much or or not as 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 much of a longer stint as he did. So that that was that was my thoughts. But go ahead, Tony. Nah, yeah. And and by the way, that tweet was it was a bit over the top. I'll, <laughs> I'll admit that. It was a bit over the top. I, I was it's just it, with with Darwin Ham, my, my only concern with him is just he placates to the players a lot. Like he is a player's coach. There's nothing wrong with that. Um if if anything, it just shows that, you know, it's just a different style of coaching that maybe I'm not accustomed to seeing, but at the same time, I get it. Um, there is basketball reasons to put Gabe at two. I don't, I'm not criticizing that at all. Like Gabe actually works as a, as a point of attack. It it doesn't necessarily negate that starting lineup. Like that starting lineup is fine. I was actually more concerned about that Vando Rui kind of compliments. That was like, it, because in my mind, I still view them as two power forwards. So it's like, uh, and and in a league where we're playing positionless to a certain point, I I get the lineup. My problem was always like the second unit, and 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 what you brought up is is was my my concern. It's kind of like it messes up everything else. It's kind of like what comes next. It's like we saw Dilo play basically the entire first quarter, and then they inserted uh, you know, or. They inserted so uh, they inserted Max Christie in, in in the first quarter and then they inserted in the second quarter JHS and it was it, again I I'm 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 not saying I'm high on Jaden Huskafino I'm just saying that I would rather give him the the you know the time to develop because it's it just he's a six six guard who if possible, he has the tools, the skill set to basically be a good defender, a good, like a good point guard. So I don't know. There's some things you can't teach and I think he has it. It's just, he looked very nervous. Like yeah, it yeah. was, I, I think there was a play and I may clip it into in this video, but I don't, I don't know if you guys re remember where they kind of hit the ball, the ball hit the shoe and he just yeah. popped out like mm -hmm. kind of crazy. Like, yeah. it's like, mm -hmm. oh, are we watching? <laughs> and I think I tweeted like preseason equals comedy because it is, it was comedical. Like it, it, there was some plays there that was just, or, or what was it? The, the Cam Reddish one was the alley-oop. Yo, that alley-oop and who, like it was Steph Curry, right? Like oh. Steph Curry blocked Cam Reddish. Make that make sense, yeah, man. Like, I it think it doesn't. was. I think it was um, a bunch of nerves. I think you know, JHS being a rookie, that's his his first real taste of like real real NBA action. So I think that factored into that. Cam Reddish, you know, he's a journeyman. He's played on the Hawks. He's played on the Knicks. He's played on the Blazers, and now he's playing for the Lakers, his fourth team. And um, I feel like he understands like how big of a moment this is in his career. 
because if he can't make it work here, it, it may turn into a situation where he doesn't he he's not able to play in the NBA anymore. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. For someone to have as, as lofty expectations as, you know, for him, his career, I mean, his first round draft pick hasn't lived up to those expectations. And I think just the, the nerves of, of being in a Laker uniform, understanding what's at stake and wanting to go out there and play well, um, you, you could just tell he was pressing quite a bit. And like anytime he tried to put the ball on the floor, it just turned into absolute chaos. Like, so... Um, you know, you know who who Cam Reddish kind of reminds me, and that's kind of like where I'm, like, that's why I'm taking it, I'm giving him space as well to kind of develop, sure. because like he reminds me like a combination of like Dennis Schroeder's attitude, okay, mixed with Malik Monk's kind of like rep, mm-hmm. like it's, because Malik Monk had a bad rep and he joined the Lakers and then it's kind of like he showed his value and basically rehabbed his image to a certain sure. point where he could basically get the contract and, and, and kind of go and, and be the guy that he wants to be, you know, in, in, in the NBA. Like, I feel like that's the opportunity here. First game doesn't really point to that, but at the same time it's preseason. So exactly, I'm confident that the coaching staff is going to carve a role for him specifically. Because there are moments where his, you know, pause, size, his length will actually, no, it, like at shooting guard, a 6'9 or 6'8, that like, that's difficult to find. Like, even on a defensive end, like, sure. just making a spot up shooter and you got something there. So that's why I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm advocating for Max Christie because he's, I feel like he's more of a ready product, but at the same time, the upside of having Cam Reddish, that would be an excellent choice, just as as a secondary or third option. Just Tony, I got a look. question for you. I got a question for you because oh. you brought up Malik Monk. What? Who? Who represents Malik Monk? Is he a clutch guy? Is he a clutch guy? Can, can I, I, someone I, look that up? Minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, someone look that up. If if Malik Monk. Is a clutch guy. I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, if I'm going to go somewhere, I want to make sure that. No, he's you know, uh His agents are Jeff Schwartz and Marcus Monk. I don't know if they're uh, related. I would imagine. No. Related, but... Okay. 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 No problem. Well, well no, look. I, I was okay. just about to say that. Then I was about to say that. Remember, one thing that factors into the or one you know one variable in this whole Cam Reddish equation. Uh, is that yep. He's a clutch guy. Yeah. And. <laughs> and here we go, gambling on another clutch client, and 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 look, it, the thing with Cam Reddish that so how many clutch going, clients? Oh, you remember that twenty? You remember that twenty uh, twenty one All Star clutch All Star team that we had? How how many of that was clutch though? Let's see, Montrell Montrez Harrell. We had Tht. Um, I I think yeah, at THC, one point we THC, had NBA champion THD by the way, but go ahead. Yeah, don't don't disrespect them. Absolutely, Laker, Laker champion. Laker champion. Yeah, Montrezl. Look, there was one point we had like six clutch clients on the squad. Ah, uh, I mean, look at I think at the most twenty twenty one squad. 
I think the most clutch clients we we had was last season, if I'm not mistaken. Because it was Lonnie Walker, it was uh, JTA, Troy Brown, um, then JTA, you include okay. Anthony Davis. Uh, then Nunn was also part of that group. Like, uh, the, okay, all right. I'm yeah. Just saying, last okay. last season actually was the clutch team. So. <laughs> wow, just I I just never seen a a company or a store that puts like. Can you imagine going to the supermarket and you get the fresh chicken right next to the expired chicken and just right next to each other? And it's just like, ah, well, you know, just, just take a pick, you know? But look, this is my thing with, with Cam Reddish. All jokes aside, actually, no, I'm still going to joke about him. Now I can see why the, the, the fucking Nick fans are so miserable. Because is that what they had to deal with this whole time? You know, um, like how many people are going to be wrong about Cam Reddish? First, it was the Hawks. Oh, he wasn't getting an opportunity. Then, um, you know, then we were convinced. Then Cam Reddish and his representatives convinced us that, oh, the reason why he's not getting any uh, playing time because it's a beef between Clutch and CAA. So it's just political reasons. And, and you know, Coach Tibbs and Leon Rose, their CAA. So, you know, it was this gang warfare of sports agencies, and 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 Cam Reddish is just a victim of that. Okay, he goes to Portland. He didn't really do anything in Portland. Okay, he got there late in the season. Okay, fine. Now he's with us. And, look, I've said it in previous recordings. I say, look, we're going to have the most competitive uh, training camp. And... Max Christie and Cam Reddish um, is going to be competing for their spot into the rotation. And I said that for political reasons, I would, and for experience reasons, yeah, Cam Reddish might start out higher on the depth chart going into training camp. I'm sorry. Max Christie is winning and it don't even look close after the summer that he had, and mind you, it's not isolated incidents. I'm, this is not an overreaction from last night. There is a trend. There is a trend. So, um, just just wanted yeah. to point out uh, our friend Sean with Sean with a W. You you know him. Um, <laughs> I think yeah. this is this is encompassing of what absolutely what's the Sean. problem with with uh, with Cam Reddish. The idea of Cam Reddish is greater than Cam Reddish. And that's kind of like, and, and to a certain point, I kind of get what he's saying. And I think that's what everybody, like, it's an unfortunate thing because he has the skill set. He has the tools. He has the, the build, the profile. Why is it not clicking? And I feel like that even has a cool name. Cam, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish, that just sounds like yeah. a great name. Like, you yeah. know, like like if you're a rapper, yo, psh, I'm listening to that new Cam Reddish album. That just sounds, or you know what? Yeah, Cam Reddish, she just opened up a new restaurant. Can't wait to, Cam Reddish just sounds like a great name. That's too good of a name to be a shitty basketball player. Okay? Well, just, hey. I don't know, man. With the Quest for 18, if we can send unlock. Send him to Taiwan. 
Come on. Nah. Nah. I'm not there yet. I'm not I I, I could be there, but okay. I'm not there yet. I'm 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 not there yet. Okay. All right. Even. All right. Well, okay. Don't get upset when don't get upset when he becomes one of you know, some one of your uncle's new neighbors when you start playing for Puerto Rico. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But look, oh, the thing, no. okay, look, the thing with Cam Reddish, it, this is not an overreaction from last night. Look at Max Christie. Max Christie showed out in the summer. Okay, he showed out in summer league. We were like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. And one thing was like, okay, he's playing against a whole bunch of young guys and guys who are not even going to – most of them are not even going to be in an NBA roster next year. Okay, now he goes into preseason. Uh, what? What were the reports by Trevor Lane and uh, Johan that – he put on what about 15 pounds of muscle since he got drafted. He looks good. He's improving on his game. He, you know, he's be, he's a student of the game. Okay. Last night he looked decisive. He 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 looks poised. He played efficiently. Like, okay. Cam Reddish, for a person that's been on the, in the league for a while now, he just looked lost. He looked like he haven't he hadn't been in the in an NBA game in about a year. Like he just completely looked lost. Um, yeah. Now here's another thing. So I'll, yeah, he just looked lost. Now there's another player that Tony, you remember me saying this on draft night. Like I was, I did not like what the Lakers did on draft night. I said, fuck them kids. They're not going to, uh, they're not, not going to help us this year. Like we're in a win now mode. We got, you just signed AD to a three-year extension that's going to average at $62 million. LeBron is going to be 39 years old in a few months. These players that we drafted, um, especially JHS, they're not going to help us this year. JHS, I'm sorry. I said it last night while we were watching the game on playback. Um, he should have flew back. Like, cause you know, most of the, most of the team flew to Vegas to watch the, you know, game one of the, you know, the, the WNBA finals uh, between the aces and Liberty. He should have flew back on Southwest <laughs> and, and get the cheap ticket. So he's like last, he gets like the last number. So he doesn't get to pick his own seat. Because, like, anyone that ever flew Southwest knows, like, you know, you get the lower number, the lowest number you get, the lower the number, the earlier you get board the flight and you can pick your own seat. Give him, like, 120. So he gets a middle seat. Let him ride on Southwest back to L.A. Don't even have a car rate waiting for him. Uber the shit. Like, he played like shit. I don't want to see him again. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. Tony, fuck them kids. Yeah, you know what? I'll be. I'll state this. You can clip it. You can timestamp it. You know, forty-three minutes into into this conversation, we do need Janet Scafino. Mm. That's you know we need him. Here, here's the thing. Like, and 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 I'm and I'm kind of fed up with kind of like how some fans kind of portray this. Like, we have a deep team. So how deep is our team? Like, and like, oh, we have 
we have Christian Wood, we have Gabe Vincent, we have Max Christie, we have Hayes. Oh, great, that's that's deep. I, I get it. Great players. But there's certain skill sets that are not present in this team. And it's only like, God forbid, D'Lo gets a little banged up, Nick here or there, misses a couple of games. Who's going to be the point guard? Gabe? Austin Reeves? Then who's going to be their backup? Like, to a certain point, you need this third-string point guard named Jalen Huskafino. Like, you need him. Now, that's why I'm hoping that during the season, kind of like a similar thing with Max Christie, he had a horrible summer league. He came back, and I know a lot of people saw the instant transformation in preseason that, that year, but at the same time, they were sending him to G League consistently, to, to, to South Bay consistently. They were trying to develop him, speed him up, put him, like, to place him in the best position possible. And I feel with JHS, if we do that, maybe during the season, it would pay dividends because his skill set, we kind of lack here. Like, like, here's the thing. Like, who's our point guard if it's not Gabe Vincent? Who's our point guard if Austin Reeves is out? Like, again, depth signifies that we have to rely on these rookies. That's just the, that's just the fact. And again, I'm not talking about a playoff setting. I'm not talking about, like, you're right, playoffs. You can go to the G League. You can, if it's still operable, you can <laughs> you can ride the bench. But when it comes to the season, shit happens. Shit really does happen. So, like, I, like again, I'm not a fan of Jalen Huscafino, but I am a fan of the front office and how they've, how they've done their, 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 recruiting like they've hit well like there's minimal duds that's what i'm trying to get at and i don't believe that jenny huskafino is a dud i i yeah. i hope not for the lakers sake i hope not and by the way we have uh, the 15 roster spot available so who knows if yes. we get a point guard yep dud dud diddy um <laughs> you know what let's not get so that's let's let's not just be so negative all right we had some highlights in the game playoff what was some of your highlights from the game um ad man i mean that was probably my my biggest one um ad looking aggressive getting to the rim um knocking down i think he hit what at least two threes if i'm not mistaken maybe more hold on let me check um Yeah, he shot. He was two, two of three from three, so shooting sixty six percent. I'll take it. Um, I mean, if he's able to space that floor, that just changes our offense immensely in a, in a positive way. So, um, I feel like <laughs> you know as much flack as we, and you know, it's only one preseason game, so you know, take take from it what you will. Um, but you know, AD gets a lot of flack, you know, playing for the Lakers, and I've you know, never, never heard any of it. You haven't, um, but yeah. So I mean, he he played well, and he he was he was one of the one of the few bright spots. So I feel like if he's if he's able to to do that on a nightly basis, um, 
then that that really will ensure that the Lakers are are top seed in the West heading heading into the playoffs. So, you know, um, regarding AD, okay. So first of all, a little caveat: um, in two weeks, two episodes from now, we are going purple and gold mines on meeting of the gold mines. We're going to do our full regular season predictions. So this episode, we're keeping it to the uh. Uh, preseason, but we are going to give our predictions about the regular season. We're going to do a deep dive into that in two episodes. So um, bear with us, folks. But I'm just going to say this regarding AD. This is his year. This is this is here his year. Um, he looked decisive. He looked poised. Leader of the franchise. He ha- uh, he shot the ball with confidence. Um, he did his thing. Uh, what he had 15 points in the first half. Um, yeah, yeah was it 15 so points in the first half? Correct, yeah, yeah, he he looked great. He looked healthy. Um, Tony, Tony did, Tony did pee a little when uh, he fell to the ground. But hey, I think we all did. It was just, it's gonna take a while for us to get comfortable with him falling to the ground. Five years us being okay. Five years of this. Yeah. Five years. Five years I'm, I'm saying I'm saying five years and we're still like, like <laughs> yeah, you, you Laker, Laker Nation cannot hold like they hold their breath each time Anthony Davis hits the floor. It's yeah. like oh my god. And it's <laughs> like we, we dissect every movement like yeah. oh my god, is he grabbing his knee? Is he grabbing his 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 What's it called? The hip? Oh my yeah. goodness. Like it's it's uh, it's not easy to be yeah. a Lakers fan in this era. This Especially Absolutely. when he's diving on the floor voluntarily, like trying to get loose balls. It's like, bro, I, I understand what you're trying to do and set the tone, but it's the preseason, bro. Like chill chill out. Like Yeah, yeah. but you know it. what we though? Get it. <laughs> but, but going back just going back for a moment. That's why that two for three from three point land is such it's an important, important fact. Yeah. Because if we want to sustain AD, like if you want, if we want to not be gasping each time he hits the floor, then please shoot as many threes as you can and yeah. hit them at a high clip, please. <laughs> like, that's that's how I view it, at least. No, for sure. Tony highlights of the game. Oh, um, honestly, uh, the. Kind of like seeing Max Christie. There was a there was a play that he had. I think he took it coast to coast. Like he had like this this uh, this rebound, if I'm not mistaken. And he kind of hesitated to to pull up for three, and then he like continued on and kind of like just finished with with contact. I, again, it's probably not the. Th- there's other highlights as well. There's there's one that uh, that kind of jumps out, which is the the Hayes lob. That was interesting, um, but honestly, that's it's just seeing seeing Max do that again. We kind of saw spurts of it, but we saw a full game of him doing the thing. So I feel like that's my highlight. It's just Max Christie just put him on those fifteen points are those fifteen points of highlights in, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, he just looked like he looked like he belonged on the floor. He he didn't look out of place. He didn't look like a second year player. Um, you know, the thing I think that impressed me the most about his time on the floor last night was 
Um, just his ability to get to the rim. And like Tony just said, finish through contact. It's like I, I didn't really see much of him last year. I didn't really watch many of the games that he played in. And so I didn't really get a good sense of of you know the type of player he was offensively. You know, I saw highlights on the defensive end, but this this version was not last year. Not yet, so no, we, we didn't see this level. Like he, he never finished in contact. He never drove to the basket like this. So a certain point this is new like gotcha. new new for us so yeah yeah um well i i'm just gonna piggyback off what you guys said highlights of the game was ad he set the tone he set the pace also you can see how much the team was just out of whack when he left the floor so he really commanded the ball just had guys in their right spots for him to succeed uh, same thing with Max Christie. Max Christie, he just played with aggression. He's like, you know what? I belong here. I'm fighting for a spot. Last year, there was a lot of, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to yeah. be around the guys. Now it's like, no, I belong here. And I'm going to, like, he's taking no prisoners. I appreciate, I respect the aggression. And he did his thing. Um, but guys, let's give out some grades. I know it's the first game. But uh, we're not going to go through the entire, uh, you know, box score or the entire lineup. But um, let's give out some grades. I guess, shit, let's start off with Mr. Anthony Marshawn Davis. What grade are we giving him? I'm giving him a plus. Yeah, I'm giving him an uh, A+. Plus. Yeah, definitely. You got to give him an A+. Plus. Uh, he did his thing. Um what grade are we giving Rui? I give Rui a B. I give Rui a B. I feel like he – I'm not really sure what I was expecting. You know, you heard all, you heard all the – there was the storylines of him doing the workouts with LeBron and all that stuff in the offseason. And, and LeBron basically take him on, taking him under his wing, you know, the Mr. Miyagi, uh, Daniel-san mm-hmm. thing they got going on. But he just definitely looked – he looked a little rusty kind of, you know, yeah. when the game first started. Um, but as the game continued, you you saw those flashes of the rule we fell in love with in the playoffs last year, you know, hitting the three. I think he shot – let's see. He was one of two from three, so he shot 50%. Um, he got a couple of uh, – got into the post, was able to hit his fadeaway jumper. Um and so I think he'll, you know, he'll continue to build off of that, but um, just looked a little rusty to start off the game. You, you know, before I give my grade, I want to say, I want to say something that, because uh, playoff, you just mentioned this about the whole, you know, the videos and Mr. Miyagi, him like working out with Braun all summer. I know we're in the content creating game and um, we have to push content, especially in the summer. I do not want to see one motherfucking video, one more video. No, 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 of guys working out in the summer. Because first of all, when they show when they when they're making these videos, no one misses a shot. No one misses a shot. Um everything is at the right angle. Um we think we see pictures of we think oh with at a certain angle, we think guys are losing fucking weight. We th- you, we think they're taller, you know they ha- they don't miss a shot, 
It's just like, stop, man. Stop with the fucking videos from the summer. I'm done with it. And here's another thing. I don't, you've seen the videos. There's that one basketball, um, there's that indoor basketball uh, facility in New York that everyone goes to. This is a place that, you know, Ben Simmons went three-point shooting contest. I do not want to see one more video from there. Just stop it. No one misses a shot in that, on that court. No one. So, you, you know, with Rui, you know, finish my rant. But with Rui, he made a play, I want to say like in the second quarter, where he, like, he, he attacked the rim, but he was really quick off of his feet. I was like, okay. Like, he was a really aggressive, but he got to the basket with ease. Now, he ultimately missed the, the shot, but he got to the basket with ease. Um, Rui just kind of seemed to be in this, like, little no-man's land about exactly what his role is, what his position is. I didn't see anything, like, it didn't really got any clearer in this first uh, preseason game. He's he just seems a little lost in translation, and I hope that's something we figure out soon because he's he's a talented player. He's a talented player. Let's say, hey, this is what we're looking for. This is the spots that we're putting you in um, because he, he's a talented player for sure, but I just don't know who is Rui on this squad. I really don't know that. But I'm going to give him a B. I'm going to give him a B. Um, Tony. How are you grading Mr. Hachimara? Um, B plus. I feel like they, uh, it was just rust, man. Like, it's yeah. the first game of, of competing with another NBA team that's not. Because, again, like, how they compete in a training facility, they compete with other G-leaguers, with their third string. Like, it's not, it's not the same. And also, it's a practice setting, so... In closed doors, everything is – it's not the same kind of pressure. So I think it's just uh, trying to acclimate, uh, acclimate to to that. So, yeah, I'll give him a B plus. All right. Um, next player, Mr. Torian Prince. I'm, I'm going to go first on this one, okay? Now, I'm not accusing him – now, you know, you guys know I have my Zen's infused treats, and if you're interested, hit me up. But I'm not accusing him of partaking, okay? I'm not ac accusing him, or I'm not saying that he consumed cannabis, okay? I, I'm not saying that. Now, we know California has some of the, the finest cannabis um, in the world, but I want to know. What is it about the weed in California that makes players forget how to shoot? <laughs> because I've seen this many times. But once they leave California, they 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 remember how to shoot. Like um what he did he finish with more fouls and points? He did, yes. Correct. He finished with more fouls and points. I think he had five fouls within the first ten minutes. Like, uh, I, I yeah. What in the GTA was he trying to do? Here's the thing about Torian Prince, and I'm not going to say it, but um, but playoff knows what's up. There was a a special brand of basketball that uh 
you know, us uh, black folks often played on the playground. It was really aggressive. <laughs> uh, um, it seemed like that's what he was playing on the court. It was just like, it's like, yo, like, you know, you know, the N in NBA stands for national, right? Because I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. Um, to all the white liberals who are listening to this, please just don't don't even figure out what the word is. <laughs> but yes, I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? But he looked awful. I'm giving him I'm giving him a I'm giving him an F. Like he played like shit. I'm giving him an F. He played like shit. I don't know what he was doing. Um and I mean, he, F for fouled out. Yes, F for fouled out. Yes, F for fouled out. Nicely done. Nicely done. Yeah, hey, that was that was a Dwayne Wade, LeBron uh, alley oop right there. Yeah, F for fouled out. I this (laughs) this is a person that just last week we were hearing reports when training camp first opened. Right, we were hearing reports that oh, Torian Prince he might be the starting point, uh, starting two guard. It's okay. Um, mind you. It's not an overreaction, folks. We're going off of game one. Uh, there's still five more playoff games to go. So I'm giving him an F for fouled out. Tony, where are you at, man, with Torian Prince? I mean, I kind of made the assist, so doesn't that count? Like, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm, I can agree with you guys. Like, it's, I mean, ah. Uh, that's you know what Torian Prince kind of reminds me of the reason why I kind of I'm kind of sometimes annoyed by Darvin Ham because he's figured he's trying to figure something out and it's kind of like I get it but that's when a player doesn't know his role specifically and I feel like he was trying to do a little bit too much yeah and and by the way those were a lot of ticky tech files that they were doing. They were a lot of ticky tack files. So I don't necessarily blame him on them, but I think when you hit number two, you should like dial it down a bit. But he's like, ah, this is ah. (laughs) so yeah, but but anyway. Yeah. Um playoff rap last grade. What uh what grade you giving uh Prince? Yeah, I I I don't I don't disagree with y'all at all. I mean, on on top of fouling out, it, you know, he went one of five from the field. And one of the, the whole things, like, the reasons why we were excited about his signing, and again, it's only the first preseason game, but, you know, this, this shooting element that he would bring. Because, you know, I've seen Torian Prince knock down shots, especially threes. And he, he's got, you know, he's got a legitimate bag offensively. So, yeah, uh, he just looked completely lost on offense. So I'm not really sure what he was doing. So yeah, the, I, I'll I'll ride with the I'll ride with the F. All right, all right. Well, look, I really want to spend uh, this, the rest of this episode really doing a deep dive into the postseason. We got six games, and um, tomorrow, pre-season. you know, we're recording. This. Oh, yeah. Pre, we have six more games in the preseason. So gotcha, I want okay. to do. Uh, oh. Excuse me. Well, for some reason, let me fix this. Um, 
for some reason, look, here's the thing. We got six games left in the uh, preseason. I mean, five games left. We, we have a total of six games. Uh, we have five games left uh, tomorrow as we're recording this. Uh, tomorrow, October 9th, we have a game, a home game against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, we also play the Suns. We play the Kings. I believe we have one more game against the Warriors. Uh, Tony, uh, help me out with that. Uh, um, That's correct. But on the 13th. As we do this, yeah, as we do this preseason uh, deep dive uh, playoff, uh, start with you, man. Um, what are you looking forward to uh, for the Lakers preseason? Um, to me, I, I think it's just these uh, these training camp battles that I mean, the one that we're really, I guess, aware of is who will be the, the final um, starter. Um, and it, right. it, it appears it appears to be between uh, Vando and Rui. Um, I feel like they um, their pluses and minuses for both. Um, you know, Vando in last night's game, he um, he exhibited some of the same issues that he had last season, um, as far as um, getting the ball in the interior. You know, offensively. And just really not being able to finish, um, and, you know. Obviously, we saw a workout video, um, an infamous, infamous workout video. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm interested to see who ends up coming out on top of, of that battle between him and Rui. Uh, he did. Uh, Vandal did hit two um, two out of three of his threes last night, I believe. Um, so that is a positive sign for sure. Um, and then as far as the other battle is concerned, I guess just seeing – and obviously I feel like Max with the way he played last night, he, he's obviously gotten a big lead in the conversation between him and Cam Reddish as far as being the uh, the, the, the other guard off the bench uh, potentially. Um, but just seeing how that unfolds, I'm, I'm hoping that Cam Reddish is able to at least carve out a role. I don't necessarily care – if he ends up beating out Max Christie, but just for the sake of seeing him succeed as a Laker player, I just hope he's able to carve out some sort of, some sort of uh, regular minutes in the rest. You guys ever seen Shawshank Redemption? Yes. So Cam, I don't know if you guys remember the end of the movie when Morgan Freeman is on the bus to go try to find Andy. Yes. I would take that same bus, right, from the 1950s. (laughs) I'll put Cam Reddish on it. And just send them right back to New York by that old 1950s Greyhound bus. <laughs> um, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> look, you know, for me, what I'm looking forward to seeing the most, um, I'm real, I want to see Austin Reeves. Now, we know Austin Reeves is him, but I want to see Austin Reeves, how he's playing with AD and LeBron. I want to see his the two-man game between Austin Reeves and AD. I also want to see Austin Reeves on the court without the two of them and how he's commanding the offense. Um, you know, uh, Darvin Ham said in that um, whole interrupt press conference a couple weeks ago with um, Rob Palinka. He said that, hey, Darvin, I mean, uh, Austin Reeves is going to have a good amount of time 
with the ball in his hand as a playmaker. I want to see his development, you know, with the playmaking. So I, that's what I'm excited to the most. I think Austin Reeves, I've said it this before, I think he had the best summer um, out of anyone in the league. Uh, his star power is rising, uh, even what he, how he was that spark plug for Team USA um, at the World Cup, at the FIBA World Cup. Um, last year, you know, another thing I've said before, I think he had such a great trajectory from game one to the last game of the season. He went from not getting any, not get, not getting much time to ultimately being someone that we actually depended on. And you can argue at times last year, he was our second most uh, consistent player. Um, So I'm really seeing like, okay, you got your contract, Austin, you got your shoe deal. You did well at at FIBA world cup. You even was, you know, I guess we can't even get away from uh, not mentioning Taylor Swift. You even got your Taylor Swift rumor, you know? So it's like, okay, Austin, you're him. Let's see. Let's see. What what are we doing, Austin? So that's what I'm looking forward to the most um, for this preseason. Um, Tony, what are you looking forward to seeing for this Lakers preseason, next five games? Uh, more organized basketball, if possible. Just not a lot of pickup if needed. Like, I get if we're playing our G-leaguers or our civic guys, if something happens that they're they're more fine but like I'm curious to see what not necessarily what Austin will do because I kind of know what Austin is and I kind of see what the floor is with him and whatever he can do is like it's like cake it's like it's like just it's it's fine but I kind of want to see what they do with Christian Wood I feel yeah. like Christian Wood, he didn't have a good outing. We didn't talk about much about him, but he just didn't look correct. Um, people are calling him that he's fat. I don't see that. People are calling him that he's slow. I don't see that. Um, I did see a lot of, like, picking pops, but no pop. Like, he was there, but nobody really sent him, like... It's kind of like the recognition that hey, by the way, he can he can spread the floor, he can shoot, give him the ball. Oh but, yeah, yeah. There's some clips, there's some nasty clips, and it happened a lot with Jalen. Like it, yeah, he was not, he wasn't even looking his way. He was he was like on a he was on a mission. I'm gonna score the ball or I'm gonna do whatever I want with this. But screw you, Christian Wood, kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, to a certain point, like. I kind of want to see how they implement him because Hayes just did the normal big man rolling to the rim. Nothing really particularly good. Like it was good, but it was not like it was nothing unexpected. Like that's, that's his forte. So if they use that, that's great. You kind of have a formula there, but now I want to see what they can do with Christian Wood because that pairing with AD and Christian Wood is what I like to see more. And I like to have him because if Christian Wood doesn't want to play center and he wants to be more power forward, then the pairing between AD and Christian Wood won't mix. That's that's the thing. Because if Hayes is willing to play the big man, then that allows AD to be more of the power forward and Romer that he wants to be. So 
you kind of have to figure out what Christian Wood's role is. So, yeah, that's my expectation. I, I hope to see him take a next step. And I hope that Darvin Ham can actually do that. Yeah. Well, that kind of takes me into the next um, the next question, Tony. What lineups would you like to see? Start off with you, man. So is this with Austin playing and LeBron? Just whatever, whatever. So I kind of want to see a lineup where it's. So I kind of want to see a lineup where it's Austin, Max, maybe Torian Prince, maybe Rui, whoever. LeBron AD. Like, I kind of want to see that, see how that works. Other than that, I'm more curious about the bench lineups. Like, for instance, like if it's a combination of Gabe, Max Christie, like a, a, a normal rotation lineup, like it's Gabe, Max Christie, um, then you have either, it's probably going to be Rui, and then you have, like, I like to see a combination of Christian Wood and Hayes. Like something of the sorts. I think that's too many people. That's great. Wait. Uh, Rui, Max, Gabe, Torian Prince, and Christian Wood. Like that's the five that I want to see. Like uh. make that make sense. It's not, again, like the starting lineup will be this. It's, we kind of, Vando's going to be the starter. Like I'm sorry, like Vando, Vando's gonna be that starter. If he can hit that three, and if he can spread the floor, yeah, he's gonna be that starter. And by the way, they're gonna play the percentages, so they're probably not gonna. He's not gonna attract the same attention that Rui would, but if he's making them pay, then it it is what it is. But yeah, that's what I expect. I want to see Gabe, Max, Korean Prince. Uh, Rui, uh, Christian Wood, Christian Wood, yeah, and Hayes. That's that's where I'm like, it's either Christian Wood or or, or, or Hayes, but yeah, it's that's the lineup that I want to see. So, I'll say the lineups that I so we got five games left. I would like to see um, a game where Vando is the starter. I'd like to see a game where Rui is the starter. And then we can compare and contrast. Uh, I don't want to see them in the lineup at the same time together. Uh, same way I don't want to see um, D'Lo and uh, Gabe Vincent in the lineup. I would love to see a line. There's a few lineups that I would love to see. I would love to see a lineup with. I would love to see a lineup with Jackson Hayes. Um, no, if it's Jackson Hayes or Christian Wood, I would love to see a, a lineup with. AD at the four, and then also enough time with AD at the four with them rotating at the five to see which one he works better with. Um, Obviously, I'm thinking LeBron in in a lineup like that, if AD's at the four, LeBron's at the three. Um, You know, Austin at the two, put D'Lo at the one. I would love to, so I would like to see a starting lineup with AD at the four and just see how that looks. Um, I really, you know, I think the next lineup that I would love to see, I would love to see what, I would love to see some situational lineups. What's our lineup when we need a three, you know, 
Is it going to be Austin? Obviously, you know LeBron's going to be in there, but is it going to be Austin, LeBron, Torian Prince, um, Rui, and AD? I don't know. I would love to. So I would love to see some situational. Mm. Uh, what's our lineup when we need to stop? Um, like late game situation when we need to stop. So those are the those are like those two particular lineups. And I would like for the lineup to happen, and then in a post game conference or some point, Darwin say, "Hey, yeah, so this would be these are our lineups in the situation." So I really want to see those uh, situations to happen. Um, yeah. Um, also, shit. I'll even say. I'm interested in a lineup where Austin is at the one, Torian Prince at the two. Um, if we want to say Vando at the three or LeBron at the three and Vando at the four, I would love to see. So that's another lineup that I would love to see. Uh, playoff, what lineups are you looking forward to seeing or hoping to see? Um, I mean, y'all, y'all pretty much covered um, a good bit of them. But um, figuring out the lineup that will – best allow us to maximize AD defensively. Um, you know, I think that more than likely will probably come with uh, Jackson Hayes playing the five. Um, I think Tony kind of uh, alluded to that earlier. Um, so, yeah, putting AD at the four and allowing him to play that that Roma role that he plays so well. Um, I want to figure out – I feel like <clears> – I definitely agree with Tony. I think – Vando is going to end up being the starter. So I want to figure out um, a bench lineup where Rui is the focal point of the offense and kind of figuring out the best way to maximize him from an offensive perspective. Um, What else? Um, I want to see, you know, Max Christie um, being – like the the main defender um, at guard, uh, I want to see that and see if he can kind of handle that pressure, um, especially with some of the uh, the taller tasks. Whether it be, um, I know we have a preseason game against the Suns, so so throwing him out there on D book, seeing how he looks, throwing him out there on Bradley Bill, seeing how he looks, um, just so we can kind of get an idea. And obviously, it's the preseason, um, but I, I just want to see if he can if he can if there's any hope that he can kind of hold his own, especially against some of the more, you know, the marquee players in the NBA at the guard position. Um, and I want to figure out our closing lineup, what that looks like. Um, Absolutely. Who's our best five, you know? Um, you know, both from an offensive and defensive perspective. Um, so, yeah, that, that's about it. Um, yeah, I'm with you all the way. Um, LeBron sat out the first preseason game. Uh, they announced that, what, about a day or about, about two days before that he wasn't going to play. How many out of the five remaining you think he'll play? I think he'll play at least four. You say four out of five. Okay. Yeah, I think he'll play four out of five. Tony? I think he... I think he plays the next one, right? I think he'll definitely play tomorrow night. Yeah, I think he plays. If I'm not mistaken, like he may play two or three. 
Like, I feel like three is the number. Yeah. Like, and just because he kind of needs reps. And I wouldn't be surprised if when LeBron plays, AD sits. And they do this back and forth because they're probably, they probably know. And if Darren Ham is, again, I'm not saying that he's dumb. I'm just saying that the coaching staff is smart enough. They're going to know that at some point, either LeBron or AD is not going to be available. So they would like to see, like, how does this lineup work with if we only have LeBron here? And then they're probably going to end it with both of them. So that's how I would approach it, at least. Uh, so. I think you, uh, he. Um, I think he'll play. I, I think he'll play three. Um, I think uh, you know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know our first game of the regular season is what Tuesday the twenty fourth. I believe the last preseason game is that Thursday, which would be the nineteenth. Mm-hmm. I believe Thursday the mm-hmm. ninth. Yeah, Thursday the nineteenth is our, our last preseason game. I don't think he'll play in that one. Um, I don't think he'll play tomorrow. I don't think he'll play the Brooklyn game. Um, really? I think he'll play games. Yeah, I think he'll play games three, four, and five. Um, yeah, I think he'll play three games three, four, and five, and then shut it down so he can have a full weeks of rest uh, before the season starts against Denver. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of a gut feeling, uh, that I have on that. Um, yeah. So, so guys, as we get closer to wrapping this up, what do you think our final preseason record will be? Uh, I think we'll beat Brooklyn. Assuming LeBron plays, which I think we all think he'll play the game against Sacramento, I think we'll win that one. I think we'll beat Golden State. Um, I think we'll end up going three and two over the next five. So we'll finish three and three. Yeah. So you're saying we'll finish three and three. Tony? I think we're going to finish two and four. Maybe. Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) Well, no, no. I'm not saying it in a... No, no, not in a bad way. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm I'm not... First of all, what we've seen in these... Yeah, what I'm saying, I think we'll finish two and four as well. Yeah, I think we'll finish two and four as well. I think my my thing with the uh, preseason lineup uh, is that we're I think we're going to be doing a lot of experimenting, and we're also going to be getting a lot of the other teams like starting lineups. Like we, I just watched we just watched the preseason game earlier against the Bulls and the the Bucks. And the Bucks didn't play Giannis. They didn't play uh, Damian. Um, they didn't play Dame. 
But the Bulls had their full starting lineup. They had Caruso. They had uh, DeRozan. They had um, um, oh my God, what's what's the other guy's name? Luce, Luce um, the the clutch guy. What's the light skin clutch guy? Zach Levine. Le- Levine. Yeah. So, Levine, sorry. Yeah. So they, yeah. So they played Levine. They played DeRozan. They played their full squad. But then the Bucks was like, you know, nah. I what Phoenix. They played Bradley Beal today. They played they um they played Book. They played um KD. So I think it's just uh I think with us we're gonna be experimenting more. I think the Kings, I don't see us beating the Kings. I think the Kings are gonna give us their best shot. That Phoenix one seems rough. Um I think we're gonna finish two and four. Um I think we'll play we'll beat Brooklyn with out needing Braun. I'm assuming he's not going to play, but I think we'll finish two and four, but I think it's just about building good habits. Um, you know, building, it's going to be a delicate balance, so uh, we'll see. We'll see. And, I, and even if we finish two and four, I'm not panicking. I think yeah. it's just about sorting out the kinks, you know, the, these these games don't count. Let's just build some good habits. Let's see what's, uh, let's see what habits we need to eliminate going into, you know, the regular season. So, um, so yeah, but uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, preseason. Um, it's great. I think we have a lot of unknowns we got to sort out and it'll be cool to see how things, how this picture becomes clearer as we move through these uh, next five preseason games. Um, guys, you guys know how we uh finish this up. Um, you know, we talk about what we're watching. Uh, playoff, you still watching suits? <laughs> yeah, I am watching suits. I'm in season six. Um, okay, so, so you're getting close to the end. Yeah, getting close. There's only two seasons, I think it ends at, it ends at eight. Um, so looking forward to finishing that. I recently I I've already watched House of Dragons. I know you you started watching uh, Game of Thrones. I'm not sure where you are. Yeah. Oh, I finished I finished that and House of Dragons. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, I watched uh, House of Dragons when it was airing, but I've been going back recently and listening to uh, podcasts, like basically recapping the show, and it's making me want yeah. To do a, it's making me want to do a rewatch. So I think it, when mm-hmm. I finish Suits. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to dig into that and do a, do a quick rewatch of House of Dragons. I'm, I'm really looking, they finished, they finished shooting season two. So right. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that coming back on. So yeah, just, um, you know, those Targaryens, man, <laughs> when it's talking about keeping family together and staying close to your family, they take that shit to a whole different level. Sure, yeah, man. That's um, like a little incest. Uh, nothing like a little bloodline pure oh my god Tony Mr. Mojito what are you watching man I know we're both excited uh, with Loki so uh, what are you watching yeah so actually I started watching Ahsoka oh okay yeah I didn't I I watched the first episode and I'm almost finished finished up with that and i also i don't know if you guys remember this maybe not you guys just there may not be i know zen doesn't watch anime at all like 
all. But playoff, do you remember so, like initial D? Initial D. The car like the one with the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. All right. And whatever. I'm watching one of those animes right now, but it's not initial D. It's like mind you, initial D came out um shit. Like not uh, two thousand and two. Oh, okay. I was older. It's it's way old, but the thing is, they did like a reboot, but like a like within the same universe. Okay. And it's kind of like with this new generation and with new cars of this generation. It's okay. I'm geeky enough for a second. I'll, I'll finish. But what I'm trying to we say didn't is, notice. yeah, um, nah, bro. I am I'm stuck because it's like nostalgia times a thousand. Oh, okay. Like it's just it's it's bringing me back like because technically I owned the car of that show like I I had that car and it's like bringing like high school memories is bringing back like like college memories is like yo like now I want to buy it again but they're expensive as hell but anyway I have to check it out yeah I'll 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 hit you up later so you can see it it's it's dope gotcha it's, wow. it's kind of ridiculous but it's old but anyway. I yes. am I am watching well obviously I'm watching uh Loki second season just premiered on Disney Plus. Um how was the first I'm episode? Gonna, it was dope. It was action packed, it was funny. Um obviously a little bit of everything. They're setting up they're set like the thing with the MCU is like yeah, you you're watching a show for that show as in the storyline of that season, but then, you know, it's setting up so much stuff, you know? So obviously we're in the, the multiverse saga and it's all about Kang, the conqueror. Um, So it's just, it's just, this is the direction that we're going, you know? So uh, Loki is cool. I would say the only thing about Loki that I don't like, I, 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 he is his best when he's mischievous. I don't need him to be the hero. Like, I need him to be toxic. So, you know, uh, but that first episode was cool. Um, I'm still watching Ozark, uh, about to finish the first season. Okay. Uh, dope show. Uh, finishing it up, you know, just kind of going through this watch list. Um, you know, what I've been doing is I've been watching different shows. I've been alternating the watch list. So, like, I finished Game of Thrones and House of Dragons, HBO, I mean, you know, Max. So then I go to Netflix. Okay, what's on the Netflix watch list that I can eliminate? And then I'll probably go to Paramount Plus. I think I'm going to, uh, after this, I'm going to watch uh, The Lioness uh, with, uh, um, oh, my God. Yeah, it's with. Salada. Uh, uh, Zoe Salada. What's, what's her name? Uh, Zoe Saldana. Saldana, Saldana, Saldana. Saldana. Yeah, yeah, Saldana. Yeah, okay. so um, yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna watch that next. But yeah, I'm enjoying uh, Loki. I'm enjoying um, Ozark, and you know, I'm still watching uh, Power Force with Tommy. Uh, dope show, you know. Uh, so it's you know, stays true to to the Power Universe. But yeah, um, guys. It's been a, a dope episode. Really excited for the preseason once again, and glad that we could record this. Um, 
couple things in the PGM world. Um, so in previous episodes, we've been saying that we were going to do a show on Amped. Well, Mr. Jeff Bezos had other shit on his, uh, he had other plans. The Before we could, you know, have our first show on Amped, Amped is shutting down. So, um, yeah, so for anyone that may have downloaded the app, was wondering when PGM was going to be on Amp. No more Amp, at least, you know, once Halloween hits, you know, end of October, they're shutting down the entire platform. Hey, it happens, you know. That's one reason why, you know, you'll see us still continuing to grow our platform on different, you know, um, on different on other platforms. If it's YouTube, IG, of course, Twitter, you know, the podcast, so we will not be on Amped because Amp is shutting down and there's no point of us just having a couple of episodes and, you know, and having to stop. But uh, we have our Fantasy Basketball League. Um, we're still, we still need to fill a couple of spots. So um, you're listening to us, hit us up, uh, DM us, check us out on Twitter, IG, hit us up and say you're interested. Um, it's going to be dope. Um, winner takes all. And yeah, you guys already know the vibes. You can follow us on Threads, Twitter slash X, IG, and YouTube. Um, subscribe to us, follow us, all that good shit. We are at Purple Gold Mines. You know, Gold Mines is G O L D M I D S. Purple Gold Mines. You can also join us for watch parties. On playback, join our channel. Folks have been hopping in, having fun, dope conversations, mostly inappropriate, but it's a good time. Uh, we'll be playing as many of the Laker games as possible, but we will be having watch parties throughout the entire every night throughout the season, uh, covering a lot of different teams, and of course, the Lakers. Uh, we also host WWE watch parties, we're watching the WNBA finals. Saturdays, we've been watching college football. So it's been dope. It's a good vibe. And you know what? Sometimes we might even have a, a movie night. Um, so join us on Playback. Playback.tv slash PGM Fan Cave. Um, yeah, this is a good one. Um, like we said earlier, uh, peace is something that we should always strive for. And it's something that I hope every region of the world can have it. What's going on in the Middle East is not, it's not good. It doesn't matter what side you're on. You know, um, every life is valuable and sacred. So hopefully hope the folks, the people that are in power, hopefully they can get their shit together. But um, this has been a good one. We will be back next week. Uh, episode 15. And so I am Born Rebel, a.k.a. Zen. That is the ball mojito. That is playoff mode. We are out. Peace. The cage, we raising all of the stakes. Make no mistake. Either you stay in your place or we put in you on a plate. Look at our face. We put the fear in the dirt.